I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svender, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean. I'm joined once again by George Svender and James Matter, two fellow enjoyers of the AFL. How are we going, boys? Very good, mate. Yourself? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. It's been to be better. Honest, but yeah. Why haven't you guys had a good time? Uh, I think you, you might have an idea, man. That's a, that's a pretty... Uh, Is it got something to do with the Carlton scarf I'm wearing? Uh, perhaps, Potentially. I didn't notice until now, man. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, no, nah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. The Blues are winning, mate. The Blues have got the grand final, mate. off. That's geez. it. As long as you got the same umpires that you had against the Ooh. North, you'll be Ooh. fine. Save it for later. Save yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row, umpires mm. with the Blues, huh? Uh, that's so, it, something's yeah. happening. Is there a trend? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. it but look, be. yeah, it was an interesting round of the AFL, boys. I, for one, quite enjoyed it. There was a few ups and downs, a few upsets. You're very optimistic, Dean. Yeah. I always enjoy the AFL. Myself, uh, but so you sold really that round perfectly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really interesting That round. Geelong Hawks game. Oh, geez, man, it was a killer. thriller. So interesting. Melvin What Eagles. happened after halftime? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, actually, the first game, though, Lions defeated the Pies, their first loss for the year. So it started... It's a bit of an upset there. Yeah, that, that very much was an upset, man. Who would have, who would have thought that uh, uh, the unbeatable-looking Collingwood mm. would eventually come to succumb to defeat? They did, well, yeah. We tipped the pies, but what we probably discounted was the fact that the Lions have the home ground advantage. And uh, I saw a stat this week that said since 2019, the Lions are 41 and 8. 40, 41 wins and 8 losses since 2019 at the Gabba. So they just don't lose there. That's, that would have been useful to us last week, George. Yeah, for that. yeah, I know. I <laughs> Sorry know. about that. <laughs> I know, I know. But, yeah, um, Fortress. Well, the Lions have now beaten Melbourne and Collingwood at home. So, at home, you just got to tip them. You got to back them in. Even the Pies, you know, who looked unstoppable, couldn't couldn't make it happen. And I think more evidence again that we have more viewers of the pod than we thought. He put in Danaher. Along with the whole Brisbane forward line, yeah, responding emphatically. That's it. A couple goals each for Hipwood and uh, and Danaher. Good on them. But then the real talking point, the real talking point out of that forward line was uh, ten goals between Rayner and uh, Cameron. Well, that's wow. one change that Fagan's made. He's put Rayner sort of experimented with him off half back. He's thrown him forward, and he's looking better than ever. Yeah, Absolutely it was, it was amazing. So they, I think they tried the back half back experiment for two weeks. Said, "Nah, stuff this shit." <laughs> Comes into the forward line. He's like dancing around plays, kicking it from 60. Oh, he's a freak. Yeah, he's it, a freak. It, it might have been a little, you know, let's just try to see what he's like because Rich is out. Let's give him a shot. But he's found, you know, he's back home. He's back home in the forward line. He's just looking explosive. He's jumping up. He's, he almost took like what? Two or three hangers. And they've got yeah. enough off the half-back line. I'm not even sure why they bothered with that with McKenna, Wilmot, Rich, Coleman. Mm. Like what was even the point of that? I don't know. But it's yeah. looking a lot better now. Yeah, their forward line was firing. As you said, you know, we we talk, we kind of gave some slack to Danaher, especially me and Hipwood uh, last week, <laughs> and they responded just like you know a lot of other. Every time we call someone out, they played the game of their life. So 
we probably should start a new segment, you know, pay us to shit on your team. <laughs> you know, three easy payments of $99 and we'll shit on your team for you and they'll perform next week. So there you go. 270 bucks, worth it, worth it. Well worth it in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah. Was that, is that 270 bucks? 270? Would you, did you say nine, nine, 99, <laughs> 99 yeah. bucks times three? Yeah. Yeah, 270 bucks. 90 uh, times... 99 90 by three. Yeah, 200... Look, you round it down because <laughs> I'm trying to make it more, you know, appealing to the masses. We're, we're going to lose but, money on that deal, mate, if you round it down. Nah, just if you say two, 270, you know, people just get a bit more excited. 270 you know, bucks a shit on your team, it's settled. Yeah, that's Fun. it, man. We, we want that money, man. We want that money. That's it. We're chasing the bag. <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely chasing it. Um, but I actually want to shout out, though, the Lions forward line as a whole. I know we just touched on it, but when yeah. you actually break it down now by name, McCarthy, Bailey, Cameron. Yeah, great. Rayner, Gunston, Hipwood, Danaher. Mm. Danaher. 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 It's unreal. Danaher. Like, that's a lot of firepower. That is. Now, I'm starting to think, okay, if they can sort it out away from home, because we've clearly said at home they're fantastic. Top six, top fours back on the cards if they can right the wrongs of the early rounds away from home. Yeah, I think that a top four finish is still makes sense it's more about whether they can actually win a grand final they'll win their games because that because they can win at home but whether they're actually a premiership threat or not when it comes to the crunch they haven't in previous years so not sure whether well i guess we'll see this year whether they can or not yeah well look they have to win yet that the g at some point and that's you know because if they want to win a premiership that's that's the only way you can do it so yeah true but and you, oh, go ahead go ahead i was just going to say as well um Pies-wise, yeah, in terms of what went wrong there because we've seen them play so well uh, the first couple of weeks and they conceded 10 goals in a row at one point in that game, which is ridiculous. Well, they got beat out of the middle, so that's probably the first thing. Lions were really on top there. Probably Darcy Cameron being injured, having no ruck, impacted the Pies there in the midfield. Mm. So they, um, the Brisbane Lions played a really like, kind of forward-heavy game. They just won it and just got it straight into the forward line. And then their smalls got to work. And if that's the case, well, Collingwood, like if Collingwood can't transition the ball from the back line if you're just getting it in straight away and kicking goals. So you kind of stopped any momentum that Collingwood was getting. And it was just left to Nick Dacos to do all the running and the carrying himself. Yeah, it was a bit scary. We thought he was a good player off halfback. And then when the going got tough, they threw him in the middle and he was even better. <laughs> the kid's an absolute freak. He's, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. He played that game and then there was a lot of criticism on him. From like on on Facebook and stuff like that, he's weak or that he's getting uncontested ball. Like I'm not sure what 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 there is to be negative about this guy. I mean, I get that you know when someone is promoted, and all you hear is Nick Dacos, Nick Dacos, he can get annoying, but he deserves all the credit. He's an absolute freak. I can't like he's just a gun. Typical media. I just want to knock a young player down. Yeah, it's, it's I mean disgusting. he could, he could actually be the best player in the game, and I'm not prone to making those statements about Collingwood players, especially, but. <laughs> Mm. He, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think. Look, if he was a contested beast, I think it just it would be unfair. Like if he was more willing to. Let's be fair. He does shirk the contested stuff at points. Like he doesn't lay those hard tackles. But if he did, it'd just be unfair. But so I, I think, thank you for settling down a little bit, Nick Dacos. Yeah. I, I think he could do it. It's just I don't think that's his role to kind of do that. It's more the handball, receive, hit the target type mm. of player. Yeah. And look, I think a little bit, a little bit of it is probably like look. I've got to do, as you said, the outside stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to put myself into danger, you know, for no reason. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just be absolutely reckless mm -hmm. and, you know, go for every tackle and, you know, 
because yeah, you got to go into self-preservation a little bit, you know, because yeah. he's still young. He's still probably he still has like um, a lot of you know muscle to build and you know become stronger and fitter. So. And they've recruited Tom Mitchell for that exact reason, so he doesn't have to do that. That's a fair call, yeah. Keep the skillful cool. players on the outside and the contested bulls on the inside. Mm. Um, there is one player actually I wanted to mention from the Lions. Not having a great year. I've got a few insiders in the Brisbane camp telling me that just watch this space, end of year, trade request. You're talking about McCluggage. Might have to be packing his bags, the old McCluggage. Whoa. Whoa. He's go. had an indifferent start to the season. He sure Seems has. to be pushed out of the midfield by Ashcroft and Dunkley. And he looks lost out there. His skills, which... Huge drops on him in the first few years about his foot skills. He's just not providing anything out there. Yeah, he's been shocking. There you go. Is he a Victorian boy? I think he yeah, is. He is, he is yeah, he is. Watch this space. Yeah, that's I'd take like. him. Oh, mate, he's your boy, man. He's, you took him in your draft team as well. Yeah, for, one, for a 70 good. average. You got enough <laughs> midfielders at Carlton. Relax. Yeah, no, nah, true. Hey, at North, though, out, another bit more outside run. You take that, man. Yeah, you know, he just adds another element. But I've got some reliable sources, so well, just it would watch make sense. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. His kicking's off. He doesn't look like he's interested at all. Um, he's not getting a lot of midfield time. There's something up with him for sure. So yeah. that's that's a it's yeah. that's a good pickup there. No? Like pick luggage, up. Them, packing his bags port. as we speak. That's it. Pack, packing the, packing packing the luggage. His, yeah, packing in the <laughs> luggage. The McLuggage. Um, I did have one more thing I wanted to mention about this game, though. Mm. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But the Lions players, when they score a goal... Yeah, I hate it. They each have their own say. song that plays. I thought that it was just a thing, but mm. it was just because Cameron was kicking so many goals. Yeah. And then a different player scored. And then Frozen song's coming on, like Let It Go. Like, yeah. what's, let it go what's is, happening? Let here? It Go is Danaher. Yeah. And Country Road, Take Me Home is uh, is Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. I don't, to be honest with you, I actually don't mind it. I don't mind it. If the fans get into it, and you know, in the, if it G's up the players as well... Like, if my favorite song popped up every time I scored a goal, I'd be more motivated to score But goals. it's only fun because they were winning by 10 goals at one point. Like, <laughs> what happens if they're losing by 60 and then they score and a cheerful song comes on? The, pro- the problem yeah, is, yeah. is that you have to hear it for the whole season. You know, like, they could change it up a bit. I don't want to hear Let It Go every three seconds. I think it's lame, to be honest with you. Hey, well, it's Danaher, so you're not going to hear it every you're, three you're seconds. You're right, you're right. Every you'll, three be, you'll be fine. Don't worry, bro. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, I did have one more note here. Hodge and Daisy are woeful on commentary, but... That's about there was not, no talking yeah, points there. I, I just wanted to mention it. I like Daisy. Something about Daisy, man. I just, I just like when she says something and then everyone just cuts her off. I just want like, no, let's, let's hear Daisy, man. I want to hear Daisy. It's not her content. It's just her voice and Hodge's voice for me, just monotonous. Fair enough. They're there for legacy purposes. Yeah. Like, I, I get that. But no, nah, I don't mind Daisy. I'm, okay. I'm, with, I'm with Georgie. But Luke Hodge, you know, stick to, you know, butchering people on the field. You know, but he, he's there because he was Brisbane, right? So he knows the Brisbane camp. He, talk, he likes to commentate True. Brisbane games. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair that's fair. Okay, look, we've held off long enough. Game two of the round, mm. Friday night, Good Friday appeal. Great event before we even get into the game. Lots of money raised. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic stuff. And good to see North generate a really big crowd at Marvel in their home game. So Record uh, record game. Record game. Yeah. Marquee yeah. matchup. So hopefully all the people saying we shouldn't have a marquee match uh, can lay off a little bit. Uh, but I think we'll give the mic over to George to give his initial I reckon, thoughts. I reckon you guys should go first. Uh, I, I don't you think you want first. me to because I'm I, not going to stop. I want to rebuttal you, bro. Yeah. I want to rebuttal you. But George has okay. actually watched the replay, which he was bragging about. So maybe he can give his insight. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Oh, I'll, I'll, Since I'll you know say, so much about look, it. I think that I was quite... Re- first of all, great day at the footy. 
good to go with you boys. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it, no. So, you know, as you said, it was a, it was packed at Marvel, 49,000. I think there's a capacity of 53, so pretty much full. And, um, yeah, good good to go and uh, catch a game. And um, I actually think it was a pretty competitive game between both teams. So, you know, Carlton, I was never really, you know, I, I never really thought we were going to lose that game. I think, James, you asked me quarter one whether I was nervous, and I said I would be if we're behind in the fourth quarter, which didn't happen so um what can i say about it i think north competed well and uh it just was the better team in the end that just got on top when they needed to i just think that's kind of a, a simplistic way of describing the uh the game you, you guys fought hard i think that it's safe to say that you guys were ahead half time on the the main stats but not not efficient in front of goal either not taking mm-hmm. your chances some scrubby kicks that got intercepted carlton was um transitioning the ball, getting most of their scores from backline, um, marking kick type of game, which North struggles to stop. You guys were winning in the midfield. And then we just kind of got on top of the midfield and allowed our forwards to kind of be one out. Got some free kicks as a result of some sloppy things from North and game was over. Sloppy things from North. I think that was just some sloppy things from the umpires, man. No, Let's no. be fair. We can't make Let's this be... an umpire thing. That there's not. That's not the reason why Carlton won. Carlton won because they were better. Look... That. I, I agree. The better team won. The better team won, and I'm not going to dispute that. It's important to mention that from the top. Yeah, no, nah, of course. Because that's uh, we're under it. no illusions that North is a better... You know, we don't think North is a better team than Carlton. No. Carlton are much further along their progression. The team lineups that were out on the day would heavily favor Carlton, especially their attack versus our defense. Yep. But when the game is... We were two goals down, I believe. We were two goals down... Some of the umpiring decisions that happened at key moments that led directly to Carlton goals, they were dubious free kicks. They were 50-50s. They're the sort of ones that you go, it's in the forward 50, it's going to cause a goal. I'm the umpire. I don't want to be controversial. I'm going to leave it. But they gave it. They, they were going for it. So Here's what I have to say about it, and I do yeah. agree. Now, the talking point before the game for me was, and why I was nervous about the game, understandably, no Mackay... No Logue against two of the best forwards in the comp. Aiden Bonner and Aiden, and Aiden Coyle. Both their names are Aiden. There you go. Those boys there. Didn't even, well, there you go. The didn't even realize that. The there Aidens. Go, yeah, that, that kind of makes me like them a little bit more. The Aidens were never <laughs> going to stop Mackay and Kerno. No. So no. we were going into the game thinking, okay, these guys are kicking a bag. But if it's only two guys scoring the goals, there's still a chance to win the game. And North, like George mentioned, to halftime, we probably should have been up by maybe another goal or two. It was yeah, a, we're only up by two points. We were better around enough. the ball. Um, Carlton better in the air, but North was really competing a lot harder, getting more numbers around the ball. Second, uh, Third quarter happens. There's about 13 minutes, 13 or 11 minutes to go, and it's still a close game. And like Matt has said, in my opinion, the umpiring gifted goals to Kerno and Mackay, who to that point probably only had a goal each. And when big forwards like that get their confidence up, and North Melbourne feels a bit of that injustice to some of those calls being a bit 50-50, like Matt has said. Mm. It just swings the momentum of the game entirely. So I'm not saying that they, they probably might have kicked the bag eventually anyways, mm. but for a young team like North, already feeling that insecurity about their defense, to have these big boys get their confidence up for no reason, even De, um, De Koning marks the ball outside 50, and Zeeble pushes him as he's marking it, and it's a 50-meter penalty. Come on, mate. That wasn't a free. Yeah. 
Um, I think that was one of the frees that was a bit lucky. For it sure. was ridiculous, man. Um, I also think the Stevenson one was definitely Stevenson not ran too far. He bounced the ball twice, mate. Are yeah, you kidding that me? Was, that See, was a wrong call. For I sure. think they should make a new rule. When you bounce it twice within three steps, that should give you like 40 <laughs> meters to run. Just start, we start well, adding then, it up. You know? And then there was the Zerha getting taken yeah. away. He didn't even duck, mate. He's ta- his head is taken off. Everyone stopped on the field. We were in the third level. We could touch the roof of Marvel and we could see that. Mate, JBL just came out and gave the clothesline from All hell, right. mate. He, now, and again, like, bring it back to what <laughs> JBL. <laughs> I'm just lost my head. I'm not even listening to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, Dan, you find that funny. You're like, He's like, in the zone. Let him get it out. Let's see. Go, go, go. It's important to go back to what James first said, which was the better team did still win the match. Yes, yes. But the nature of the goals, the timing of them inside the 50 arcs, and I just have a plea to the umpires. This goes for any AFL game. Just please stop giving away free kicks that lead to goals unless you're certain. Like that Zoha high tackle, you give that. Yeah. Little holds. It's so obvious that he got. Like there was one in the goal square for Kerno where Mm. Aiden Kaur turned his off the ball for one second before it was landing just to see where Kerno was. Then he turns around and jumps and spoils the ball and it's a free kick in the goal square. Mm. Give the defender some benefit of the doubt. He has to turn to see where his man is at some point. But then when the ball was there to be won, he turned back around. It's ridiculous. royalty. Coleman medalist, we have to give it this. Surely, Charlie Kerner would have marked it if, once, unless it was a free kick. You know, correct. And once the Blues yeah. boys got their momentum, then they were marking it on the wing. They were looking incredible in the air after those couple goals. It really annoyed me. Um, but again, look, the better team did win. North wasn't deadly enough. Um, we couldn't get the ball moving our way. We weren't yeah. moving the ball freely in the second half. Yeah, so, and we ended up making it look not too bad with junk time goals. So, and that's what I'm actually know. kind of proud of, which is they didn't yeah. give up. They still they started taking the game on more with some handball chains towards the end. So fair play to North. Better team did win, but just umpires, please stop giving free kicks in the fifties unless you're going to give it both ways. I'd rather just see it not at all, to be honest. So I've got so I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Here's, here's I'll the rebuttal. Some, I'll add some some extra stuff. So first of all, you mentioned the fact that North came back at the end. I think so. Carlton got out to a forty-six point lead, and then it was brought back to twenty-three points in lasting. I think twenty-three points kind of reflects more of what the game was because it was very even for the first half. It was a massive blowout of, of just like a flurry of goals. And then, you know, if it was 46 points, you go, Carlton smashed them. 23 is a more respectable thing. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of evens out kind of what the first half was. When you say about the free kicks, what I would say is if it is a free kick, irrespective of if it's in the goal square or not, you pay it. So but it has to be both ways, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Either pay him softly both ways, yeah, or just don't pay him at all. And so, why, why was it so harsh on the other end with the Jaden Stevenson one? Well, you know what I mean. Why was it so harsh against us? Look, that's it, the thing. That's where, I, I, as a North fan, you feel really hard done by. And it's I know it makes us seem one iron, but man, that was hard. That was a view. That was a bad. That that wasn't a free a free kick like that. Jaden yeah. hit. But if we just look at one free kick like that, or a couple like the ones that are noticeable that you mentioned. In your head, it's easy to go, oh, we've just been destroyed by the umpires. So what I would say is because I did rewatch it because we won, so why wouldn't I bask in the glory, <laughs> right? When you're at the game, the advantage of the game is you get to see the whole field. You get to be part of the atmosphere. The advantage of watching it on TV is you get to see the micro kind of transactions that go through the game. You get to see the little slick handball. You get to see whether it was high or not. Watching the game as objectively as I could, the majority of the free kicks were acceptable. Some of them were wrong, and I acknowledge like the Stevenson one was wrong, the Zerha one was wrong, but I don't think it was as one-sided as it seemed, even to me at the game. At the game, I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? And I agree with some of the momentum stuff. 
like Doherty was running into goal and then he gets tackled from behind, but it's a trip. That stuff is lucky. But if it is technically there, it's technically there. Super annoying from North perspective, but if it's there, it's there. The other thing I'll say just before is about the free kicks in the forward line. Because I've watched a lot of Charlie Kerno and Harry Mackay, the one thing I notice about these players, first of all, because they're big and mm. and um, kind of dominant forces, and not not a lot of teams have those type of players, right? Whenever Carlton gets the ball in quickly to them and they're one out, if they don't mark it, they get a free kick mm. almost all the time. I'm both like, wait, hang on a second. Yeah. He's that big and that strong. How is he not marking? Yeah. No, it's not that. It's the <laughs> fact that the technical rules of defense is if you've got your arms wrapped around, you finish. If you take your eye off your ball, you finished. If um, you get him high, you finish. It's very hard to be a defender and it's almost impossible as a defender to not give away a free kick or stop the ball when the ball's coming in that quickly. So the advantage of having forwards like that, if you get the ball in quickly to one out Kerno or Mackay, they're going to kick a goal from it. And that's just what the advantage of Carlton has. That's the technical um, reality of having these type of players. And that's the same thing that happened with that game in the third quarter. We were moving the ball so quickly with so much precision as well. There was times where Kerno got the like a kick to Kerno at the half back line, Kerno all the way to Mackay in the forward line, like three kicks goal. Like that's some like the momentum that they had. If that's the case and there's a technical free kick, umpires kind of have to pay it. Sometimes the footy can be annoying where they pay those technical free kicks that you don't feel like they're in the spirit of the game, but if they're there, they're there. And that's that's from watching a lot of Carlton, I notice whenever we do that, that's just the way it is. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the context. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. That's a fair call. It uh, provides a bit more understanding for uh, for us North fans. To thanks, for, thanks for re-watching it on our behalf. But yeah, also definitely. Charlie Kerner, mate. Oh, he's 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 he's, he's, a, he's a superstar. We'd like to say he wasn't even trying, and honestly, yeah, yeah, no, it's he true. Was, he, yeah, that's um, very true. I did um, just want to say as well, Carlton fans singing their Carlton theme song while outside the stadium on the way to Southern Cross, mate. Turn it up, come on! You beat North Melbourne in round four. I know. Settle down. Settle down. They heard you that know. you guys tipped them last week, and they had to let you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, walk the, of shame. I can't believe how much my blood was boiling because the dude who started singing it was literally like half a meter away from me. Like the, I honestly like. It took effort for me to not push him or something. <laughs> like, ah, I got very angry. But you know what? Despite those annoying Carlton fans, the ones that were, you know, <laughs> talking about um, Lockie O'Brien and how bad he is and how everything's his fault, that funny. was so funny, man. Well, the, was- the funny thing about it is... It- <laughs> There was a harmony between Carlton and North fans that O'Brien was bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Anytime anything happened, O'Brien, like he's not even on the ball. He's like yeah, he's, he's on the bench, you know, he's in the rooms getting treatment. Nah, um, but yeah, nah, shout out to those Carlton fans. Shout out to the Indonesian food afterwards. I'd never had it before, so I really enjoyed that. Decent feed after the game. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that what, was really good. And one other thing, <laughs> what is with Mackay and Mackay not versing each other? Now, I, I can actually confirm wholeheartedly they are different people because I've seen them both. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Together? They were both eating sandwiches at a local sandwich place close to my work in the preseason. So they do exist independently of each other. But even... You, you're in the matrix, bro. Even though that I've seen it, I still... I don't know. My, my, sometimes that, I question it. And the fact that they're such big boys as well, it would be such a fun matchup. We have to see it. Yeah. It has to happen. That's it. Come on, boys. Um, we'll get there get your shit but, together because it's yeah. it's actually Mackay of the Ben variety that's been letting us down the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've probably talked about that for like fifteen minutes now. <laughs> yeah, we should probably but, move on to the next game. Yeah, now, the Crows, who we always tip, 
ironically. We do. We do always tip them up. They rewarded us again. They're just our, they're our boys, man. Somehow they're, they're, they're our, our boys, boys, even though I really don't like them deep down. But <laughs> yeah. You don't like any South Australian teammate. Yeah, look, I prefer them than Paolo. Yeah, he's got some South Australian pre- prejudice. No, no. I like wine country. They're good there. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but look, the, Adelaide. We had a good time there. Yeah. Were you, did you, I wasn't did there. You were there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Adelaide's all right. Uh, well, look, the Crows look fantastic, especially forward of the ball. The defense is underrated, but I'm really loving Rankin and Thilthorpe, Taylor Walker up forward. Rochelle as well. Rochelle. Um, I don't have too much to say about the game overall because Free is just boring, mate. Like, mm. what are they providing to the round every week other than a loss against North, which is great? But uh, they, they seem like they don't know that you have to kick it through the goals or get it inside the inside 50 to score. They're just not interested. Their switches, they just switch the ball from the other side, then go, oh, we'll switch back. Oh, I'll switch it back. It's like their coach's tactics is how can we make the game as boring as possible? And how do we score in the most boring way possible? Well, how do you not score just at all? Their four line's uh, got no idea. I think they just have to realize, you know, how to, you know, how to be as boring as possible is cool, but how to win is more important. And they should uh, you know, take some notes of other teams because it's not it's not working for them so far. Hundred percent. And can shout out as well, Dawson. With a monster. I know we filmed our Supercoach pod already, so check that one yeah, out. But none of us had him, which uh, was quite disappointing. No one's got him, but what but a game from Dawson. Biggest of the year, I believe, 173. Um, he's absolutely yeah. massive. 20 kicks, 96 efficiency. 96% efficiency. He, he won the medal last week and said, I didn't deserve this. And, and so he <laughs> thought, oh, I'll make it this week. That's it. That's <laughs> it. He's, made, he's made up for it now. He's made up for the medal. Um, also, I know I mentioned him already, but Rankin, he's the best small forward in the comp, isn't he? At the, moment, At the moment, for sure. Isn't he? I think he is. Yeah, nah, he is. He is. He's electrifying. Um, him, uh, Charlie Cameron are up there. Ah, Pickett as well. Pickett, yeah. Yeah, those are the three big, <laughs> big small forwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, they're, they're fantastic. And yeah, nah, entertaining team. Yeah, Rochelle in there, another great small forward as well. Comes into the midfield. Yeah. Nah. He's playing further up the field, but looking really comfortable there. So good mm. on him. Or was it, he's just he, you can tell he's just a natural sportsman because he played he's played he's played soccer I think when he was younger and I feel like mm. those type of dudes who play multiple sports they just seem to they just I don't know they just natural athletes they just sort of um he was a adjust and just how can you explain it? they they think differently on the field they do they do yeah um he's got that soccer background actually Rochelle did I say what did I say just sports in general but yeah he, yeah I think I think um, I mentioned soccer but. <laughs> I don't um, know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm pretty tired. I've no idea. He's still in the zone, mate. He's still the, thinking about the Mackay and shit. Thinking about those umpires, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. actually, did you see Rochelle after he scored a goal? He did the Cahill, um punching the corner flag celebration. Hey, that, that, yeah, that's that was that was cool, bit of a man. shout out. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um, now, fair enough. Look, Frio, just stop being boring, and we'll talk about that their games maybe more next week. Um, <laughs> so anyone else got? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Any yeah. other talking points, or shall we move on? No, look, Adelaide, you know, they're, they're starting to repay us a bit. They're, they had more consistent four-quarter effort. And, yeah, you're right. Their, their forward line looks looks pretty dominant. So, it'd be an interesting game against the Blues on Thursday night. Mm. Um, McElhaney. Yeah. yeah. McElhaney, really, really solid young player as well. We've got to give him his flowers. Flowers for McElhaney. Flowers yeah. for McElhaney. Is that, is that how you say his name? I don't even it know. It is now. McElhaney, that'll do. <laughs> he was an early draft pick, wasn't he? Seven. Father, son. Oh, well, yeah, Still yeah. Still top 20. People. Yeah, somewhere there. Mm, you know, good on him, man. Good Promising him. young player. And um, Tom Durday as well. Duday. Duday, yeah. Duday, yeah. He's Dode actually low-key very good. 
Very good player. Yeah, yeah. He's always been good. It's just he always seems to get some sort of injury and, you know, um, hopefully he's passed all that now and he can, you know, look forward. And mm. yeah, because he's a yeah, good interceptor, good, um, you know, holding a player uh, as a key defender, lockdown player. So, yeah. And we actually, so yeah, we tip the Crows just to pull it back for one moment as well. We tip North. Unfortunately, which wasn't, wasn't, that, wasn't the most outrageous pick until uh, the umpires. I think but let's, let's, move let's move on. So let's this, move on. Let's move so on. So to this point, we got the pies tip wrong. We got North wrong, but we did get the Crows right. So we're one and two. Then the Dogs made it one and three because they beat the Tigers who we tipped. Yeah. Mm. Um, I personally am finding it pretty hard to judge the Tigers this year because they had the opening round against Carlton, got the draw, um, and then it was a win in Adelaide, wasn't it? But then yeah. back-to-back wet weather games against the Pies and now against the Dogs. So I'm finding it a little bit hard to know where exactly they're at, but... Um, Still tough competition. They've had a pretty difficult... Yeah. They've had a very difficult first four weeks, so they should... I mean, I still think that they're a pretty good team. Um, it was actually quite an interesting game. Um, interesting that AFL didn't call it the official name, the Mia Favola Cup. <laughs> Rioli and um, our favourite forward. But um, two, two, two stark... Um, two st- <laughs> I shouldn't have started like that. Uh, anyway, um, two stark uh, difference in game plan in this one because it was wet weather footy, but the Tigers still played really ballistic football, a really strong transition game from the halfback, which was interesting to watch. Both teams' kicking efficiency was poor, but um, Tigers still managed to kick a lot of goals from just that running game, which was pretty cool to see. They had the second quarter blitz where they kicked eight goals, which was, was pretty interesting. But apart from that, the dogs were just on top. You know, they, they had their, their tough kind of midfield forward game going, and um, it's a good two weeks from the dogs. They kind of responded... Um, from their from their start, and they look like they're a pretty solid team as well. Yeah, no, Bont really like like we were saying last week. He's become like the enforcer, which is not what he's known for. Twelve tackles, yeah, him, yeah, twelve tackles to him, and um, the other one, English, had nine tackles and seventeen kicks, which is probably like the highest for any ruckman ever. The human yeah. pencil two B. That's all the it. Way. Two B. Bring him to your exam. He, he's another midfielder, man. He, he's the, he's so clean off the ground for a tall guy. For a noodle, he's pretty good, man. And his marking was always sort of what was getting him games early, even when his body wasn't developed. But now he's just the full package, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. I think actually putting Trelaw back on the ball in higher minutes over the last couple of weeks has helped um, the dogs in the midfield. He had another like ten clearances. He's just been really strong the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think they're prioritizing his uh, time on the ball over someone like Bailey Smith, but it's obviously making a difference. Well, I guess he's like as in beverage. He's learnt a few lessons similar to Chris Fagan, where you've got a player just play to their strengths, mate. Stop trying to get cute, playing them out of position or trying to squeeze in um, players out of position. Like you've got Trelaw, he's explosive. Put him on the ball where he's always showing his best skills and just go with it. Same with Rayner going forward. Sorry, Joe, you didn't see what was on my screen for a sec there because I got a little surprise later. You didn't see it. You didn't see the player who just popped up on my screen. I know. Is it something? To do with what I said? No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Um, nah, nah. We'll, uh, it's, uh, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. No spoilers. All good. Um, um, but yeah, look, for me, I think the Tigers are a top eight team, but they're going to have to start winning some games. Unfortunately for them, probably one of the hardest fixtures to start the season in terms yeah. of the rain and, and the conditions they've been playing in. But um, we just been told Nan Curvis is injured as well for a couple mm, of weeks, yeah. so it's going to affect their their midfield. I mean, they got smashed by the Dogs. In, in clearances, despite, you know, bringing in Hopper and Taranto 
that didn't work for them this week. Um, but Nankervis out doesn't help him either. He's a kind of a really forceful, really physical ruckman. Um, I'm not sure who they replace him with. Well, I was actually just looking. Um, you were saying that they had a really hard draw. Their next two weeks are Sydney, Melbourne. Well, but that's then the, wild. Yeah, that is wild. But then the next two other the coast teams, West Coast and Gold Coast. So at least it's two wins, two losses. You know, you, that's how you draw it up. You know, we should, probably shouldn't judge them too harshly till like the buy maybe to see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and fair play to the dogs as mentioned. Um, Libba was immense as well. He was. If anyone's going to thrive in a wet weather game, it's Libba. Um, yeah, and true. he delivered. So you, mm. good on them and good on Libba. He delivered. He delivered. Let's <laughs> let's move on after that. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Tom Lynch injured as well. Oh yeah, actually, we should mention that Tom Lynch. They've got some injury troubles, don't they? And he was suspended as well, wasn't he? Now, so I suspended think, think so. and injured. How does that work? Does he get suspended after he's no, 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 he just serves it while he's injured. Wow, loophole. <laughs> yeah, that is man. That is <laughs> That's a cheeky loophole. I think uh, I'd do that if I if I got injured. You know, just hey guys, leave me out for five seconds. Let me just clock this guy quick. And um, that's actually not a bad strategy. Yeah, because then you're going to be out. You might as well, you know, take out. If this was like round 23. If you pull the hammy and you know it's a four-week hammy. Yeah. Strike someone for four weeks, man. All right, that's it, man. Man, You got to get him good, but you got to get him real good. Not Barry Hall whole level but like a, a picket bump to Belly Smith a at least. Bump. A picket bump? That's a picket bump, man. Where you just lo- yeah, you launch yourself from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> You oh, you're talking about like the pick. I think you're talking about Byron Pickett. Oh, you're talking oh. about the, the missile. Matt's, no, is, Matt's is throwing it back to the oh, I'm throwing it back because I know Byron Pickett. He was a savage. I'm back talking in the about day. round one, mate, where mate. He, he just like launched himself, knocked off Bailey Smith. Ralph Wiggum style. Yeah. 100%. I love that. I love that. I love I love that. that. that honestly, still the, best, still the best moment of the year so far. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> bit of a transition. Maybe some people that won't agree with best moment of the year. Saints beating the Suns, going clear top. The only team to not draw or lose a game. So, the true undefeated team. The Saints marching on another win against the Suns. Very impressive, mate. The Saints are coming. I mean, Gold Coast are just trash. Let's be honest. The game was pretty competitive for half and a bit. But the Saints just blew them away in the second half completely. Jack Higgins has kicked five back-to-back bags. Mitch Owens, what a performance for him. Not just a goal threat, but... Around the ground, he he's been awesome. great all year. He's only had like been like eleven or twelve games, so he's really performing. Tall kind of player, really good above his head. Mm. It's a physical specimen. Yeah, yeah he's a guy. Oh. Matt's his favorite. Mich- he Michito. is Mi- Michito. Michito Owens. Yeah, um, yeah. Nah, he's randomly become my favorite player from there. Um, Kamenidi, two goals again. You know, nice little feel good story there. The midfield again, Crouch and um and uh, what's his name, uh, Job's cousin. Um, Seb Ross Seb getting Ross. those numbers. Yeah, no, just, hey, credit just a well, to him. Just a well-drilled team that putting applying the pressure and not losing games that they should lose. So. They're playing with a lot of confidence yeah. as well. Like some of those guys you mentioned are still finding their feet in the league. And um, there's so many players to come back in. Unbelievable. Um, so. There was someone I did want to give some flowers to. And I haven't given flowers in a few weeks, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, you've been quite, um, I've been um, quite hesitant on, on your flower yeah. giving, yeah. The garden's... Not been watered in a while, but yeah, no, nah, maybe it was because after after Valentine's Day, you know, we ran out of flowers. Ran out to of get. flowers, yeah. But <laughs> Cal Wilkie, yeah. And you know what? I wrote this down before I realized he's going to be a guest on the couch, not this couch. He wishes um, <laughs> he's going to be a guest on the Fox Footy couch. There you go. So there you go. They're taking notice. I had already written that note. Mm. He's a very good player. Twenty-four disposals, eleven marks, five tackles, and when you watch the games, you realize he just intercepts. He's tough on the ball, a great leader in defense. Um, and for all their great, exciting attacking play, 
this year, the Saints. Their defense has been really good. Mm. Um, he's what Jaron Geary wishes he was. Yeah. Let's be fair. He's been incredible. Um, look, from the Suns' point of view, disappointing for them. They beat the Cats last week. Couldn't follow it through um, with a slightly more competitive game, but they're just the same old Suns, aren't they? They're... <laughs> They play good footy for as long as they can, a quarter, quarter and a half, and then they just get blown out. Their good players play good. Anderson's in good form. Miller always plays well. Um, they didn't have wits, mm. so they actually had a debutante, Ned Moyle, play. Oh, yeah? And 35 hitouts for the, for the guy. No one's even heard of this guy, but it comes in actually played all right against Marshall. But um, he, was, he was putting monster numbers in the uh, VFL. Oh, was he? Or, okay. they, they call it the VFL now. Don't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, they're part of yeah. the VFL. yeah. Mm. Fair enough. I mm. think we're out of talking points on that game because the Suns yeah, just yeah, don't nah. give us much. That's it. Um, but the next game was a very interesting game, especially the ending. It's probably the funniest ending to an AFL match I've ever seen. <laughs> the Swans mm. losing to the power. Thanks very much, Sydney. I know, man. Based I on know. last week, you knew how much I needed that port loss and you've just botched it. I know. I know. Um, but George, talk us through that ending, mate. Mate, it was... So Charlie Dixon, right? He kicks the ball to, I can't remember which Sydney player said, and he kicks it over the, his head by like 15 metres and they pay that a 50 because you meant to deliver it directly to the person. I don't reckon it was intentional. Just Maybe he just can't kick. Anyway, so they, Sydney get the goal and Charlie Dixon goes into the middle to make amends and monsters it. Like he picks the ball. He's got like six blokes on him. He runs through the midfield. He kicks it forward. It's like the most he- heroic thing you've ever seen. And then Finlayson manages to kick a goal from it and then front. Mm. And then Port's like, oh, we-, we should win this. Let's do it. Rosie kicks it into the back line, <laughs> right? So he's just he's just done a kick. Boom. See you, mate. And then Rampy goes and picks it up. And in two kicks, they kick the ball to Heaney in the middle and Heaney to Florence. So they've just gone from length to length in two kicks. Florence 45 out on about... Would you say a 45-degree-ish angle? Somewhere yeah, 45-degree, about 40 mm. metres out. Yeah. He's had an amazing game and yeah. he's about to top it off, win the game, get the three votes. He kicks it right through the middle <laughs> and they just it doesn't go over the line. <laughs> Florence celebrated early. He's, Chad Warner's jumped on him. No, it was not Chad Warner. It's Dylan Stevens. Oh, Dylan Stevens. Nah, they're all the same. Mate, they're, they're, the they're all just blondies. Yeah, that's, that's it. They're like making out on the ground, like dry humping <laughs> each other, like this is the greatest moment of their life. And then halfway through, awkwardly look back and go, why isn't everyone else celebrating with me? Because they oh, lost, mate. Even Cal Mills is on the goal line, yeah. arms in the air, leaves the goal line. He already got his Lira. Instagram out. He's taking photos of Lira the Lira then jumps where he should have been standing, shepherding with, with the man. <laughs> oh, man. Sydney man and the oh. crowd like completely silenced you know what it is maybe Cal Mills thought Aaliyah Aaliyah is still a Sydney player yeah could be <laughs> maybe that's why and he just thought oh Aaliyah is going to leave it but then he's like oh wait <laughs> wrong oh, jumper it's so funny as well because understandably everyone thought if it's on target it's in because you're 40 out mate, mate. It, <laughs> it was a perfect kick it looked like a perfect kick and Florence got a bit of a long kick on him distance should never have been a problem with that no. with that kick so I can understand a bit of the confusion but the early reaction was just quality range <laughs> um, I'll tell you what though Sydney had a lead in that game first quarter Port didn't kick a goal Sydney's up by about four goals on two occasions the second time maybe not quite but very disappointing. I yeah, they should win that game. They're, they're two and two for a team that we thought were like perfection. They, you know, they haven't dominated the start of the year, and no. Port at the same time won some really good games and had some really bad performances mm. as well. So, not really sure what to make of these teams. Just how good they are. They're obviously good, but how yeah. good we don't know. 
And there was something I did want to mention as well. McCarden, uh, Paddy McCarden, unfortunately, another concussion. Mm. I actually yeah. watched the incident again. It was really innocuous. Just just um, put his, place his head against the ground. Yeah. Any other player, I think, would have been okay with that. But guys, to show something's not quite right with his history there. I hope he's okay. But honestly, if he's going to be getting concussed that easily, um, it's not looking good for his future, unfortunately. Well, both McCartan's got concussed mm. that game, which is pretty crazy. Mm. Um, and just one more quick talking point. I'm not sure if you saw this one, but Dan Houston um, got done for a deliberate rush behind. And we haven't seen this in a while, but I don't know about you guys. I'm very confused about this rule now because players now, if they're under pressure, can sort of run it over the line yeah, and get away it, with it most it's, of the time. It's like if it's within the um, the goal square, that sort of area, and there's sufficient pressure. I've got to yeah. be honest with this incident here. It was maybe only 5% more obvious than usual, and they gave it. Um, and again, leading to a goal, umpires, you know how much I dislike that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Something to keep an eye on, but... One of those was paid probably for the first time this year, interestingly. Yeah, they don't. It's it's weird how certain rules, like that one specifically. It goes away for a bit. It does, it yeah. does. It comes and goes and I I, I kind of want that one to stay away, to be honest with you. I don't, mm. I don't like that rule much either. Yeah, I think and, you're really, um, uh, what's it called? You're really rewarding the team for a little, a tiny little, you know, you know, cheeky rush punishment. behind. Goals yeah, are it's a huge punishment. It's a huge I, punishment. Under a lot of pressure as well, yeah. anyway. Yeah. The other mm. one I don't like, just on the topic, is the insufficient intent. One, if it just goes over the over the boundary line, it's insufficient intent these days. Yeah. yeah, you can see when the ball's coming off the side of the boot. You know if it's a bad kick. Yeah. Like it's hard to you know it's hard to fake a bad kick out of a pack. Yeah, you know, yeah, I that's, agree. That's got that's got a um, that needs to be revisited yeah. by the AFL by Gill or whoever does that. I agree, and I'll tell you what, some Bombers players showed a bit of insufficient attempts to kick a goal because they're. <laughs> <laughs> Their accuracy was horrendous. Um, they did get the job done, the Bombers. Yeah, they did, um, yeah. We tipped them. So, well done on delivering on that tip for us. We tipped Bombers? We did, didn't we? That's not like us. Well, I did. I can't remember what you guys I think did. we went with GWS, man. I think we did Giants as well. Oh, you guys, mate. No faith in the Bombers. How dare you? <laughs> well, we've been harsh on the Bombers, but they still right, keep, Say some good things. They still keep... No, say they're, some good they're things, They're third Dave. on the ladder, man. They're third on the ladder, the, the uh, Bombers. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Jake Stringer was back with a bang. Four goals, six behinds. Um, <laughs> there's the inaccuracy that, you're talking about that's it that's it one of his goals when the game was in the balance credit to him was a running barrel from about 55 out from a 45 degree angle so unorthodox but very entertaining um, the Giants they're sort of always in the game but something about them is just really up and down within the four quarters um, I guess a new coach and he's not in a he's not like an experienced coach you can just you know, like we've seen the new coaches who have been experienced have just come in and just really positively impacted their clubs. But those newer ones, man, they take their time. They really, take, they really take the time to you know um, imprint their um, method of playing onto the team. Well, it doesn't it hasn't was, hit yet. It was closed for a little for most of the game, and then Essendon kind of blew away in the last quarter. And then when the game was done, the Giants kind of came back just because they were playing free-flowing footy. It's interesting mm. that, kind of like North as well against the Blues, mm. when the game was kind of like done or on the balance and they have no choice but to take the game on, they actually start scoring. Mm. So if they could actually play like that, um, and I think Kingsley was part of the Richmond system where they kind of play a more aggressive style anyway. So that's probably where the Giants want to get to at some point. Mm. So that's um, what we've got to look forward to, I guess. Well, if they them. can get to that, they have the talent. That's what yeah, I was going to say. They're, they're, they're rebounding, rebounding sort of players as well. Um, yeah, Ash, right. Whitfield, it should um, bode nicely with that game style. Yeah, it's quite a bit of experience on that list. So that's why I'm pretty surprised that they're 
ups and downs within each game. But um, I will say as well, just shout out Mason Redman. A bit of redemption for Redman this week. He was very poor. Gave away a few early goals last week. but And he gave um, another way, a free kick away for a goal this game as well, I think. Yeah, but he made it up. He scored one from 50 himself. So he <laughs> balanced that out. Um, yeah, he had a pretty dominant game. I think the Bombers, when they're playing confidently, when they're moving the ball forward quickly, um, guys like Merritt, Stringer, Redman, Ridley, uh, they can look quite good. So well done to the Bombers. But consistency is the key for them. We'll see how they go against better opposition as well. Yeah, they still haven't faced, faced like a really strong team yet to mm-hmm. kind of get see where they're at um, on that level. But I would say that if Stringer can play that level, mm-hmm. then he's a massive X-factor player. Yeah, You can't be that inaccurate at Marvel. I'm sorry. Just come on. <laughs> That's ridiculous, mate. Um, and then the Eagles lost to Melbourne. We tip Melbourne, obviously. Um, Eagles hit by a lot of injuries. That was my no of the week. It was. You got it right. I got my no right this time. Go Matt, I got my <laughs> no right. Good on you, mate. Um, look, I didn't write too many notes for this game because there's not much to talk about. It was a pretty, yeah. probably the most obvious game of the round. Petrarca, three goals, 30 touches. is notable when he's kicking goals and getting a lot of the ball. The Demons are a lot better side. Um, Grundy, Solo Rock. Yeah. I, he, he played um, 70%. Of the game, so he didn't even play the full game, but he still made his impact note. Um, yeah, um, I think West I Coast are trying. I think yeah, I think West Coast are trying, but they're just not good enough. They don't have enough. Like they've got the injuries, it doesn't help either. They're trying to move the ball, um, no more freely. There was a couple of nice passages, but they were never going to win that game. Yeah. Nah. And then the last game of the round was the Cats v the Hawks. I was outnumbered in my tip of Hawthorne, but I was actually thinking, geez, I'm looking like a genius George, at halftime. George's now. Yeah, that was George's now of the week was the Cats winning. I was thinking, yeah. man, I'm a genius at halftime. The Hawks are looking fantastic. And then yeah, I stopped watching, so what happened? Can you guys just... I think in? Geelong kicked 11 goals straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoops. It's, it's funny because I was watching that first that first little part and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to prepare to like just berate Geelong's midfield and then I couldn't in the end. So, you know. Unfortunately. I have to, I know. I, I really wanted to, you know... Um, uh, say Dangerfield's past it and this and that, but I can't now. Um, yeah, Mitch Duncan was big for them. His return, you can just see the impact he makes, you know, because he just he's moving around that halfback area, just providing an option to link up. And yeah, that's that's a big end. Um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, also Jeremy Cameron's having a ridiculous season. He's the best player in the comp at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're giving him we're giving him the florist. Like, we're giving him again. Giving him, he's getting, getting again. All the flowers for Jeremy. When when it was even, he was like the only player like keeping him in it. Mm. Like he's just a freak. Yeah. And even, you know, winning the ball up the ground and the amount of times he delivered it to the chest of his teammate as well. He, he's, he's unstoppable. So it's almost like in career best form. Yeah, it, just, it just clicks me right now. But like, because I don't know any GWS fans because we live in Melbourne, right? With, who's going to be a GWS fan? If you're a GWS fan, you must feel so sick watching Geelong every week and Jezza Cameron, mm-hmm. your boy. You know, that's like, that's like, we all thought, we probably thought Kelly was the best player from GWS for a while, you know, from that sort of early, the early GWS days. It's not, it's, it's Jezza. Good point because they haven't been the same since he left. No. Nah. So, no. Nah. Well, Geelong wouldn't have won the flag without him. Correct. Mm. Very true. And speaking of those 10 or 11 goals that they scored in a row, the Cats, I want you guys to have a guess now. What was the score in the second half? So just imagine they started the match at half time. What do you think the score was? All right, so I how? Can, so I can, I can have a look. I'll like, tell you. I'll just tell you. Yeah, you go. Yeah. No so what, se- seventy to six, hundred. 
to nine. Oh wow. Was the score in the second half? Of oh. Oh, um, so absolute oh, oh. domination from Geelong. <laughs> Can you imagine the percentage if that was the entire game? You would imagine my shock Mike. after stop watching, stop watching the game at halftime. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> what's going on here?" Um, mm. I did want to say as well. There's going to be a talking point this week with Ned Reeves's ruck work, his ruck craft with the knee, specifically oh, his yeah. knee tactics. Um, his knee tactics. Yeah, he is yeah. so tall, and instead of just jumping up and tapping the ball. He's literally just raising his knee into the ribs of the opposing Ruckman. Yeah. And he injured, uh, I believe it was... It was Blitzarves. Was it Blitzarves? Yeah, it was Blitzarves, yeah. yeah. Though you're probably going to be confused because Reece Stanley copped a hit like that in round one. Correct. And they, they brought that up on the broadcast. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have thought of it. So, <laughs> um, so there you go. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. So keep an eye on Ned Reese's knees next week. Yeah. I don't think you can get a suspension for that, but... He'll be put uh, on notice. I yeah, think. for sure. Because if he does it uh, again, you know, and if he was to do it this week specifically, I think it'd be like, look, this is, uh, at what point is that, you know, um, uh, rough, con- rough, what's it called? Rough contact, whatever they call it. Um, what's the one where it's like, you didn't mean to do careless, careless, contact. careless, careless contact. contact. Yeah, it really is because he's trying to protect himself, but it's careless. Yeah. Um, it's on- not a football act really. No, nah. so- no. Nah. Um, but if yeah. you go for a mark, you can stick your, your knee into their back. Speckies, though. There's different knees. If you mark it, you can do whatever Speckies you want to. Speckies are them. cool, though. Yeah, that's cool. It. I think it's different when it's going into the ribs yeah. and going into your back. I think that's what it is. And that's what, that's where the injuries have been caused. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, as in their ribs from the front, not the back ribs. <laughs> I, I think you can rib them wherever you want if you take a mark. Yeah. If, you know, that's fair, that's nah, the loophole yeah. in football. Yeah, just take a mark. If you take a mark, you can kick them in the face. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Unless you're Toby Green because then they watch. Yeah, then you yeah, get suspended for six cr- weeks. Karate kick Green. Um, okay, well, look, let's look ahead to... Actually, before we do that, sorry, boys. Yeah. Tips just quickly. We had a horrendous week. We'll go through it one more time. We haven't had a good week. We should start tipping properly. Collingwood wrong. So I was north of this Carlton shit, mate. Hey, relax. Let's, let's, let's tip properly. Collingwood 0-1. We got North wrong, 0 and 2. Adelaide right, 1 and 2. Mm. Richmond wrong, 1 and 3. St Kilda right, 2 and 3. Sydney wrong, 2 and 4. <laughs> Essendon wrong. I'm pretty sure 2 and 6. Wait, 2 and 5, sorry. 2 and 5. Melbourne right, 3 and 5. Geelong right, 4 and 5. That's pretty bad. So balanced out a little bit at the end there, but geez. I think bad. 4 is our average, so. Right, we should <laughs> actually very, start. Yeah, very consistent. We should start trying now. So here yeah. we go. Adelaide right. hosting. And oh, all matches are in Adelaide this week, but there are some differences in ground, so I will mention that. Because this is a hard one. This first one, honestly. Adelaide yeah. hosting Carlton at Adelaide Oval on Thursday night. So, what I would say. Now, one thing we didn't mention is Harry Mackay got banned for one game against knocking Sheasel. Dog act on Sheasel. No, yeah, that's him, man. Leave, it was, leave that point. It was classified as medium contact, and I think that there's a... There's a world where that gets let off yeah. as a fine. As, as, a North yeah. support, as a North supporter, that's a hard narrative to sell. But as a Carlton but supporter, <laughs> it's Carlton. So <laughs> throw the paycheck at him, mate. That's, that's true. It's that's Carlton, true. so he's going to get off. Yeah. So if Mackay doesn't play, that is obviously massive it for is. the game. But yeah. if he can get off, Walsh comes back for the first time this year. Kennedy comes back. Akers comes back. So maybe Doherty goes back and starts playing some good super. Doherty coach. will go back and start yeah. playing proper football. Jack Martin <laughs> is also available. So potentially, if Mackay plays and all goes well, it's probably the strongest lineup that Carlton has had for a long time. All five of their big mids in as well. That's you've, their strongest you've, team. You've sold me. You've sold me. To that's be it. With Other you. than Zach Williams, that's that's their strongest team that they can put forward. But is there much. a chance that all those guys coming back are just a little bit 
Underdone. So Akers and, and Kennedy only missed one or two weeks. Should be all right. Jack Martin, we never know what we're going to get from him. Walsh, we're back in Walsh. So I'm yeah. assuming you're going Carlton. I'm going to go Carlton as well. I, I, It's a bit tough because I don't know if Mackay's playing or not. Yeah. He's a big out if he's not playing because then everyone knows we're going to Kerno. Yeah. Or Dekoning. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we got Carlton. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Carlton as well. He sold me. As long as Mackay plays, we're going Carlton. But... I, for one, I wasn't that impressed by Carlton, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> um, and no, truthfully, yeah. I think yeah. Adelaide's forward line is much more deadly at the moment than North, so you've got to be careful. I'll yeah. go Adelaide, home team momentum, yep. mm. but very close. I'll say Adelaide by a goal. Adelaide's forward line is really strong. Carlton's back line has really performed this year. They have, yeah. So it's more midfield battle. Here's another tough one, man. The next yeah. game, like both teams are so meh. Frio hosting the Sun. So there's no home ground advantage. Uh, yeah, they're both terrible in Adelaide. They're both terrible and no one has the home advantage. So it really can go either way. If anything, Fremantle is closer to Adelaide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's what is it? Three hours from Gold Coast. You know what? I'm going Gold Coast. I, Frio is just bad this year. At least Gold Coast has shown that on their day they can play some good footy. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with the Suns. Suns, baby. Suns, baby. <laughs> Let's right. go. So we and we on. said we wanted to get better at this. Look, Freo should win that game, but hopefully Wits is back. If Wits isn't back, that has a big impact as well. True, true. Yeah. Um, okay, so Richmond hosting the Swans, Adelaide Oval for what that's worth. I think Sydney's had two very disappointing games in a row, but so has Richmond. They've lost two in a row. Sydney's lost two in a row. Both teams need to respond. They need to respond. So. The only thing I'll say is if Tom Witch isn't playing and Nankervis isn't playing, and Sydney's a strong outfit. Sydney's rocks aren't that great, though, anyway. Yeah, yeah but, but you don't think is Laddam seems to have a random good games. You know, he'll get that random yeah, yeah, he 150 played. in Supercoach, even yeah. though he's not a good ruck. I'm going to go with Sydney. Yeah, I'm I think Sydney. Sydney. Better team. I'm going with Sydney. Yeah. I think Sydney's a better team. Yeah, I'll go Sydney that, as well. that one. Brisbane and North. <laughs> Brisbane. Hmm. So I'm I'm looking at this one and um, it's eight versus ninth, which is, you know, we're ninth. This is, the, this is the. It's not that big. It's not that big a gap. <laughs> every round, mate. Every round. And th- but the thing is, as I was saying earlier with the Fremantle thing, even though we ended up sitting against them. We're close, like North Melbourne to Adelaide is about an hour, you know, specifically North <laughs> Melbourne to Adelaide, not Melbourne in general. Um, and Brizzy, it's quite a trip, it's quite a trek. Those guys are going to be tired. I'm thinking North Melbourne, um, I'm going to go with North Melbourne for this week. But if you want to win the tips. So here's the thing, though, honestly, you've just spoken about all of Carlton's ins. Mm. We've got Mackay most likely coming back this week and Griffin Loke. Mm. So there goes Brisbane's forward line. Mm. Um, now, look, in all honesty, <laughs> Teams have responded. Isn't it ironic that Mackay, your Mackay, or Harry, you know, the pa- yeah, Harry's going to be out this week and then Mackay comes back in? Mate. It's not ironic. It's just they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Even it. though I've seen them individually together, I still think they might be the same person. Matrix, bro. Matrix. Well, look, here's the thing, though. So you've gone, you've gone Brisbane. Matt has mm-hmm. gone north. I'm going to play a little reverse psychology here. Okay. So every time that we tell the team they're not good enough, every time we tell them they need to turn it up, they respond. So you know what, North? I'm tipping Brisbane, okay? North is paying us 270 bucks. No one's paying me anything. I'm just, <laughs> me and Clarko are in regular contact. Maybe, maybe it was me who paid him. Okay. Clarko's going to show this pregame. He's going to get up the North players and tell them, you know what? Did you watch these boys on the Enjoyers say that we're no chance? So Brisbane by 50. You tell them, Clarko. You tell them. I'm Reverse fine with that. Psychology. I'm fine with All that. Right. 
that's 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 very mature of you, Dane. To be honest with you, um, that's that was hard. That's hard to, to take. Next game, Essendon versus. Just to be clear, I think North's going to win, but I'm just doing reverse psychology. Oh, okay. So that they make sure that they win. Ah, oh, okay. But officially, okay. our team it's it's officially going to be Brisbane. But Brisbane in quotation marks. Yeah. Um. Brisbane anyway. travel. They can't travel, right? Nah. Um. Okay. So Essendon, Melbourne. 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 Um, I'm going to go Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne. Let's not, let's not overthink that one. Port hosting, and this is a true hosting. A true hosting. The doggies. Yeah. Um, look, Port's inconsistent, so I'm going to go the dogs. Not because I have a vested interest in the top 10 pick that they're going to give us. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm with you exactly on that one, Dean. I'm going with, with the doggies. I'm going Port because it's their home advantage, and they've played some good footy at home. I mean, they smashed Brisbane um, round one. They can still play some good footy. They just beat... Sydney, Bulldogs have uh, been better the last couple of weeks, better around the midfield, but I think Port... You're a number though, so too bad. We're coming up to my... <laughs> I feel like I'm just... Make, change the tip, change the tip. I, I feel like I'm just making fun of West Coast at this point, but this is my NAW now of the week. It's got to be Geelong. You might have to go out on a limb at some point and not tip against the Eagles no. for your now. No, I, no, look, after, the, after my initial blunder with the now comment... Yeah, um, cats are going to smack them up. Yeah. Um, Giants and the Hawks. Hawks showed something in the first half. Obviously, embarrassing second half, but Geelong was 0 3. They needed that win desperately, so we can't be too surprised. Yeah, G Dub. G Dub. Um, <laughs> Don't need to say That's it. Yeah, all right, fine. G Dub. Come on, man. Um, and the last game should be oh, very interesting uh, Adelaide Oval, Collingwood, uh, and the Saints. Very interesting. The Saints now, if they win this game. And go lead, five lead is absolutely off. And win. understandably so. Yeah. Top four is almost like given if well, you go five and If eight. they beat the Pies and then they're going to get players like Jack Steele, Max King, Membry and everyone else that's come back as well. Yeah, it has to be. Too well coached. But mm. I, I think I think Pies will win. Yeah, I'm going with the Pies. I'll go the Pies too. Yeah. But I really hope this game lives up yeah, that would be really cool. I'm kind of annoyed that it's in Adelaide, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the Collingwood and Saints fans are as well. To the be Collingwood fans would definitely be if it's the MCG. Mm. They don't want to play them at the MCG. Should be interesting this round with this whole Adelaide business. Um, I did have something I wanted to bring up right before the pod ends, actually. Yeah. I'm not sure so if you guys are yeah. aware. Lee Montagna has this thing on the variety of talk shows that he's on where he claims that after a certain amount of time of the year, the top eight set. It's usually a little bit later down the line, but I'm going to beat Joey Montagna to it. And I'm going to say, out of the top eight teams currently, there's two spots up for grabs. The rest are locks. So, read okay. it out. Saints, yep. lock them in. Lock. Yeah. Yep. Carlton, lock them in. Yep. Lock. Melbourne, lock them in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Essendon, no. No. So, that's one spot up for grabs. Yep. Collingwood, lock them in. Yep. Lock. Sydney, lock them in. Lock. Mm-hmm. Adelaide, up for grabs. Yeah. Brisbane, lock them in. Yeah, you got to lock him in. So, Joey Montagna, I've beaten you to it, mate. There's only two more spots left for the eight. Heard it here first. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think <laughs> it's between three teams for those two spots. Mm. The Dogs, the Tigers, and the Cats. I'm so, not Port. I'm ruling out North. I'm ruling out Port. No, nah, mate. I'm ruling out the Dockers, the Giants, the Eagles, the Suns, and the Hawks. Thought. Yeah, so I think Dockers definitely out. They were top four last, uh, sorry, top eight last year. Definitely you can't back him in at this point. Cats should build their way into the season. They're one win out of the eight now. Like, 
They're right there. I think Essendon won't make the eight, but I think Adelaide definitely could. So you're th- all I'm saying is it's up for grabs, those two spots. I think the yeah. rest are locks, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, fair call. Fair call. Okay. Well said. So there replace me, replace Joey Montagna with me on first take. First, take, hey, first crack. Montagna's good. David King's the one that needs to be replaced, I reckon. I love Kingy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, boys, I think that's yeah. all I had to say this yeah. week. I was going to say, I was trying to do a little something oh, different. Oh, yes. Something different. I've, I've sort of come up with the idea because... Sometimes I'll hear a random player's name and I'll be like, oh, that guy, I remember him. He was cool, right? So just here's just a little thing of guess the player. And we're going with players who were prominent players. We know who they are, but since they've retired, we've just forgotten that they exist. So I've got a couple. I'll start off with one, right? (laughs) I'm nervous. Which makes sense. You've got to start somewhere. All right, so this young fella, well, not so young anymore, He's actually, he's retired in 2020. Um, he was initially, he was drafted by the West Coast Eagles. All right. Um, he's 32 years old right now. Ben Cousins. Ben Cousins? No. <laughs> so, he re, he's 30. Ben Cousins is much older than 32. <laughs> so, this is 32. I'm just going to, this is a funny one. His nickname is Mega Egg. So I was don't he know a one club player with the Eagles? No. Ask ask me questions. Ask me questions. Okay, so he's retired Ang- two or three years, so 2020, yep. three years ago. Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Eagles. Where did he go? Where did or he is go? That's too much of a hint. Um, is he, he went did he, two club player or three club player? Two club player. So he's gone to one other club from West Coast. Quinton Lynch. Quinton Lynch? No. No. Qu- you retired by earlier. <laughs> he, he, yeah, no. Nah, it, <laughs> it was a cool. I like the guess anyway, just because, uh, yeah, but. No, the he moved to South Australia. So, it's, so Adelaide or Port? I think Port. Port took a few Eagles players at one point, didn't they? Probably. There's a chance. Is Mate. it Port? I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, it's Port. Yeah, we'll go. It's Port. So, West Coast. So, someone Port. from Port that retired a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mate, we don't watch board games. No. Hey, do you hear me on the pod every week? <laughs> yeah. You know this player. You know this player quite well. What position um, did he play? He was a midfielder. Oh. Um, it, he's, there's a lot of family ties. I've I've got it on the tip of my tongue. I just can't remember his name. I've got no He was idea. like a Brad Ebert. Yes. It was Brad Ebert. Yeah. See, did he go to West Coast? Oh, you're right. He was, he was drafted by West yeah. Coast and then he went to Port. He was so a good player. The, yeah, no, he was, man. See, see how you hear names like that and it just jays you up a little bit? Yeah, Wait, yeah. Actually, I think I might have remembered his last game. Is that where he had like the, the bandage all over him? Probably. Ooh, he I was one remember. of those hard like in and under yeah, players. And you know, I, it's, I don't think... It says here, he was never an All-Australian, but he was such a prominent player. Though. We go. all knew Brad I Abel like was. this as a segment. Let's leave it to one per week, I reckon. Yeah, sounds good. I've got next week prepared and ready to go. So Excellent. That's cool. Excellent. Yeah. I think that does it for this week. Thanks everyone for watching. Be sure to subscribe. We're on the road to 100 subs at the moment. So so I can race McQuarrie. Yeah, remember that's that. It, if, that's if we get 100 subs, George is racing McQuarrie. So I mean, he's already agreed to it, uh, McQuarrie. So yeah, contract just, signed. So Just waiting it. on the subs. So it's, all, it's up delivered. to you guys. It's up to you guys. So make it happen. Um, yeah, give us a like and sub on YouTube, five stars on Spotify. I've got all the socials. Um, Twitter, Facebook now has been created, so look out for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks very much. Sounds good. See you Thanks guys. Bye bye.